Happy Tuesday and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Hitchcock Minute, a show where each week teams of Movies by Minutes uh, podcasters get together and talk about probably one of the greatest adventure films uh, Alfred Hitchcock ever made, the 1959 Alfred Hitchcock-directed thriller North by Northwest. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TV Dads, the Airport Minute, the Apollo 13 Minute, and the Rocketeer Minute. And I'm Hal Bryan of the Experimental Aircraft Association, which has zero to do with this particular episode, but also, uh, let's just say, legendary uh, co-host of the Rocketeer Minute, along with you, Jim. Agreed. Indeed. And we have, uh, we have a guest, and it's, uh, it's only fair that uh, well, we should be polite to our guest. We should show, uh, show our guest some hospitality, <laughs> because he's an expert in that realm, and that's the worst segue I've ever come up with. Uh. Um, <clears throat> joining us is uh, your old pal Peter Regan, who uh, used to be the Senior Vice President of Marketing at uh, Wyndham Hotels and Resorts, now the CEO of, uh, of something that sounds fascinating called Hideaway Havens. Peter, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's a, a real pleasure to be here today. Peter, you're always can be counted on on, on pleasant conversations about hospitality and the hotel biz in general. And uh, yes. so, of course, this is the perfect time to have you in as uh, the Chicago police uh, crawl all over a uh, an old pickup truck full of uh, uh, broken refrigerators. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, it was a flat. When I saw this minute, I said, ah, of course, hospitality minute. This makes perfect sense for me to be involved here. So. Uh, it, it, a, a small note, though, uh, it's unf- yes. I know that you guys are a part of a, uh, for lack of a better word, a confederation of people who are looking at uh, dissecting this movie by certain minutes, correct? So you were given a certain block, correct? Yes. Uh, yes, to, totally to, random. Well, give you a, a little history. Uh, the Glen Cove Mansion in this movie. Oh, yes, but back minutes, but minutes ago, yes. Yes, I worked there. Uh, that was you were the, you were yeah I was uh that was at did, the time Harrison Conference it was back in the eighties Har- Harrison Conference Centers in Glen Cove Long Island. Wow. Now did did they have a, a cabinets full of liquor or no? Well, no. In the bar, which was the attic, was converted yeah. into it. But it's very interesting because when I was hired by the company and I was going out there to go, do you know we were? Uh, uh, this was the site of. Uh, two movies, uh, one being North by Northwest, uh, and the other one, anybody, anybody? Marnie? No. Boy, you got no. me. Uh, William Holden and, um, oh my gosh, come on, Humphrey Bogart, uh, where William Holden, now I'm having to, uh, um, I'm forgetting, but it was William Senior Holden. Senior moment. William Holden, uh, Holden um, the girl came home from, France, where she was the daughter of the chauffeur. Oh. Was it Sabrina? Yes. Sabrina, yeah. The yeah, original okay. Sabrina. Yeah, I was, I was thinking Thank that you. sounds like Sabrina, yeah. Correct. Yeah. Well, well that, was, Sabrina. Cool. that was also the same mansion was used for that movie. No, wow. no kidding. Yes. Oh, the, cool. But that has nothing to do with this minute. So I'm not sure no, why yeah, we're but talking You're making about me jealous of those other minutes. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say, hey, hey Jim, how come we didn't get the good minutes? Yeah, right, right, we got the right. crummy. We got the crummy airplane minutes. We we got the minute where yeah, that we did. We had the guy who's actually used to work at that place here. Go figure. Uh, wow. But, uh, anyway, uh, no, life was, is cruel. Life. Yeah. But I also have been to the Ambassador Hotel, so uh, in its uh, semi-former glory back in the. Uh, the uh, late 90s, early 2000s, when it was uh, going through a transition uh, compared to, of course, when this movie took place, 
uh, at that point, it was uh, definitely occupying a different niche in the hospitality industry. Uh, but it was interesting the minute you had me a chance to observe here because it is definitely a snapshot in time um, of the hospitality industry and how what was common then would be frowned upon in, in today's world. Um, now, of course, Peter, we're talking about the Ambassador East Hotel. Correct. And uh, and I, I think we're you're probably going in this scene, so Gary Grant is... Uh, he's walked in and he's uh, he's a, a, striking up a conversation with uh, with the extraordinarily well dressed clerk. Yes, I, I was gonna say there's. A, I felt like he he should be like going to the opera or something. Next, he certainly yeah. had a, just he should be having he should have like a top hat full of rabbits or something. Correct, correct. Perfect he, he black tux and and yes. uh, and more than a little dab of brill cream, uh, holding everything in place upstairs. Yes, well groomed man. Yes, indeed. Carl Militaire, right, uh, Jim? That's right. Yeah, uh, mostly playing lots of. Uh, I, I mostly know him as uh, background bad guys on uh, The Untouchables. I think is is the ones I, I think of him when I when I think of this fellow. Great, great character actor. He has, I think, something like eighty or ninety uh, uh, mentions on IMDb. So quite a. Quite and, a and when you look through them, it's amazing how many don't have names. It's it's <laughs> goon, as you said, or yeah. background bad guy, or right, lawyer, right. or. You know that sort of thing, yeah, but anyway, yeah, but it, uh, great, yeah, and he does a good uh, work workmanlike job here as the uh, is he the manager yeah. on duty or just the front desk clerk? What do you, what would you say there, Peter? I would say he's front desk because uh, typically, you know, just to give you the, the 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 background to how the front desk now operates compared to previously, you know, you know there now there's a heightened sensitivity to privacy. And uh, while uh, I love how uh, Kaplan, you know, watched the, well, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, but you can't simply walk up to uh, the front desk in any normal hotel in the United States in this day and age and have that kind of conversation. Uh, it, it just yeah. just ask for me, a room number and yeah. Can you give me where, where is Elton John staying at? Oh, okay, <laughs> exactly. exactly. And by the way, do you have a, a copy of his credit card? I just like to take a look at it and see what his, <laughs> I can his just see that slips like. just real quick. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, it's uh, it's so funny when he uh, when when uh, Kaplan asks or uh, approaches, you see uh, the front desk guy. He he turns around and he sort of gives him his attention, but then he he, he sort of looks him up and down. And he almost looks concerned, and yeah. and he he gets even closer, like, like either oh it's you or, or you know you're in this is serious you're in extra need of my front desk expertise something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, and well, and he's also, he's also covered in uh, you know chalk dust from the uh, from getting hit by a. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's true. He's probably wondering what is this uh, what is this filthy filthy man doing in the Ambassador East. You know, don't yeah. you belong over at the Ambassador West? <laughs> right, 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 exactly. Well, I, you know, we're getting ahead of ourselves, and I, and I yeah. hold all myself responsible for, to this. Right, we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit on the curb. And obviously, you know, we could start off that statue where the truck is with the um, the uh, refrigerator. Yeah, the the, uh, the Bowman. Yeah, the Bowman fellow right. from uh, Grant Park. So um, I looked up on the map. I go. So they really did a good continuity component there he is literally within walking distance of where he dropped off the truck uh so when you think about it they're, they're only a few blocks away uh 
I have to point out what a remarkable parking job he did with that pickup truck. I, I'm I'm impressed by Cary Grant being a you know a Manhattan guy. He managed to get that thing right in between the, uh, the those two rather tightly packed cars, the big old you know forties ish cars. But he managed to get them in nice and clean. Right, they didn't have power without, steering without back. even jostling the refrigerator. Exactly. Yeah. And by the way, why? <laughs> yeah, look, the, why is the refrigerator up? I mean. Technically, isn't there not enough room in the back of the truck to put it down on its side? Oh, I know this one. I know this one. It's okay. the uh, you will lose freon. Freon is a heavy substance, and if you tilt it on its side, the freon will uh, boil away, and you'll you'll never be able to use it as a freezer again. So, uh, uh, refrigerators Jim, have to be transported upright. Well, Jim, I've, I've known you for forty-two plus years, and that kind of sounds made up. Is that true? <laughs> no, it's, it's it's true. You can read about transportation. Never lay a never lay a refrigerator down because you'll ruin the condensation inside the uh, the, co- right, the, the those coils that are on the back of the refrigerator. I'm going to make a note if you don't mind, uh, just so I uh, <laughs> we'll for follow that up listen. with fact checking. Uh, if you don't mind, I mean, I'm not that I don't trust. No, you. R- write that. it write it on the write it on the back of your. Uh, Refrigerator, this yeah. end up. And, got you know. it. Right. If you go to uh, Snopes.com slash Jim O'Kane, you can do a lot of uh, really handy fact-checking right it's there. Very Mixture, handy. it says, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I do remember that, of course, the minute I looked at that refrigerator, I go, is that the kind that, you know, you technically, uh, can't you get trapped inside it? Yeah, it still has a handle, right. isn't it there? The, right. The locking handle. So shouldn't can... they have taken the door off? Well, it was moving in from Indiana. They probably okay. didn't have that law. You know, you don't have to get your car inspected, and you don't have to take the doors off your refrigerator. Okay. Well, I digress. Well, and speaking yeah. of Indiana, I mean, Indiana Jones might be in that refrigerator. That, oh, right. That's true. As far as we know. <laughs> See, you know, now that, as we're thinking about you, our friends over you, at IJM. Yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. You haven't gone too far off the rails with this minute. Well done. <laughs> oh, my uh, gosh. If this is your definition of not off the rails. No, no, the Kevin Bacon <laughs> connection of now we're at the Indiana Jones scene, which, you know, obviously it's lead proof. So where else yes. do you want to go, right? Right. You want to yeah. go in the refrigerator. <laughs> but uh, and, and also, technically, wouldn't he not be able to get out of that refrigerator when the door popped open because those doors lock from and you can't get it out? Mm. Yeah. So, well, uh, it depends on how many times it bounces down the hill. Maybe you break the lock after the third bounce. Okay. Well, look. I, I mean, I well, know this is that's, your that's another show. Where right. Right. I mean, this is your rhubarb. minute, so I don't want to look like I'm hijacking <laughs> it. But maybe we should go back to the scene. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get back to uh, the the. Uh, are, are well natalie dressed oh by the way on uh, the, the the ambassador east we've already dealt with the plaza hotel yes how does the how does the ambassador east compare with the plaza are they about the same level of uh hoity-toitiness or are you what, talking are about now or then then at 1959 yes they were on par i mean there was a if you look at the map of chicago you know this part of chicago you know michigan you know Mag- the magnificent mile as we know it today right was very different then and that part that part of the town uh the loop and so on was still considered the premier real estate and over the last uh, 30 you know since the 70s i'm making an, a, a, an arbitrary time frame up but if you were to look at since the uh, the 80s or 90s the higher end properties have transitioned further down um Michigan Avenue, uh, over the river. That's where you see all the new construction. That's where you see all the new hotels. But back in that time in 1959, 
that was where many of the high-end uh, hotels were. And this, like the Congress Hotel, which I stayed in, or uh, all those other hotels, which are the older ones, have gone through a slight uh, renaissance in the last 10 to 15 years. But there was a time in uh, uh, time period where they were considered um, lower at two and a half, three diamond compared to their glory days of being four to five star properties, as as they were back in 1959. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the yeah, and I'm I'm assuming all that oak paneling is gone now. They probably just gone in and chromed it all up oh well again well ian trigger who um was the pioneer of boutique hotels bought the ambassador um and renovated it and then sold it oh gosh 10 years ago but he he definitely renovated it and of course um they went with the hyatt now manages the property uh so it has a much more contemporary look to it uh, so I've not been in the, the property itself in many years, but it by far, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. The, uh, the next minute, um, I do recognize this front desk, though, I did not recognize the way it's, it's configured this way. They opened it up in subsequent years after 59. Okay, so it's less uh, containerized looking. Correct. Also difficult to see the front door from the front desk. Yes. People are just wandering up the stairs. That, that, this is, if you go to uh, hotels like the Roosevelt in New York City or, or Congress yeah. or so on, this was very common that you would step up from the, uh, the main floor uh, uh, or the street floor itself. But, you know, what's interesting about this scene is the, even before you get to the front desk, uh, it's very rare to find an urban hotel in this day and age that welcomes uh, pets. Ah, they they no longer do that. They, well, because what happens is that uh, in terms of cleanliness and hyper, you know, there's a sensitivity to um, being able to accommodate pets because of people's sensitivity to. Uh, allergies and so on so it's very rare to find a downtown uh hotel especially the major metropolitan area that accommodates pets similar hmm. similar to smoking even though you don't see anybody smoking in this uh minute um you you see the concierge and you see the front desk but what stood out for me was the woman not just that she was wearing gloves <laughs> which yeah. was very prim and proper <laughs> but her poodle would be a little bit of a rarity in this day and age in a downtown uh, hotel. Yeah, and she also doesn't seem to be carrying a, a roll of uh, disposable plastic Right, bags right, another, thank you. Exactly. Of, yeah. Where's I that swear if you go? look closely, though, that, poop, that poodle is smoking a cigarette. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you squint. Probably, if you squint, you pause it just right, I think. Yeah. Yeah, mini cigar or uh, something. What are you doing? Aren't you French? Yeah, something I don't like understand. a cigarillo. <laughs> uh, the, the, hey, the, Peter, on on a on a career path, um, we're looking at three uh, three workers here. We see the bellhop, we see the front desk guy, we see the concierge. Uh, would that be the general? What would be a career path at the time? Would you could you work from bellhop to uh, front desk or yes. bellhop to concierge? Uh, the uh, there are. The president, the chairman, or the president and CEO of Wyndham 
started as, as a bellhop, and ironically, hmm. as Sheridan, which is also mentioned in this scene, because uh, yeah. Kaplan right. goes to the Sheridan in South Dakota. Well, the previous um, chairman of Wyndham started as a bellhop and a Sheridan up in Boston. Huh. No yeah. kidding. Yeah. That's and uh, That's uh, my general manager of my property in Atlanta, Georgia, she started as um, running the gift shop at Emory and hmm. ended up being the general manager uh, for, I believe, 20 years until she retired last year. So the, wow. the, the, there's certain, the from an operations point of view, uh, the front desk uh, typically is a very common starting point because it's high guest interaction you're dealing with people who are, uh, in this day and age, uh, it's also the most challenging from a technology point of view because of what they call PMS, a property management system. Essentially, it's how you uh, check guests in and out of a hotel. Uh, the front desk is considered the number one. If you think about it, if you think about it, uh, most people who check in or out of a hotel, if you were to say name the top point of contact you have with any hotel, it would be with the, the front desk. Because uh, yeah. you have to check in with them. <laughs> you have to, or, or, <laughs> or check out. Even though certain hotels have now tried self... The, the, the technology, not to bore you, but technology about 10 years ago, you know, you look at a bank now and many people uh, don't go into a bank. They do their banking either through their phone or through an ATM. And hotels uh, tried a self-check-in self kiosk, oh gosh, 10 years ago, and it failed miserably. Why, you ask? I don't know. I, I'm retired. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Wow, well, then why did I ask? Yeah, I know. Well, I like to, I like to, anticipate, somebody people, else. I like to anticipate people's needs and then ignore them. Um, but <laughs> it, what it really came down to was there was a comfort level of, you know, I, I, who, I'm going to get my key from this. You know, there's always so many variables in terms of credit card and confirming which room you want and rooms aren't necessarily Making sure they don't have a dog and right right exactly so <laughs> bottom line though going back to your original question and i do recall it i might add uh is that the front <laughs> desk is in fact a common stepping stone for the career of anybody in the hotel industry hmm interesting wow. you, you know one of the big questions i had after this so we talked about of course how it, it would be unheard of today for somebody just a stranger to walk up and ask for a room number um, but then it's interesting that the, the the clerk shares the room number and then and then says he left a forwarding address at this next hotel. And I, does anybody still do that? Does anybody tell you know this hotel if anybody needs me, I'll be at you know I'll be at the Sheraton Johnson in Rapid City. Great does that question. ever happen? No, not anymore. Not not not, not in year. Am I allowed to say the year? 2020. Yeah, I don't want to date no, as, as we're recording this. In the early 21st century, <laughs> as this is being recorded, I mean, you might be flying, listening from a time capsule on uh, Venus. My, but, my wife's flying car is just making a pass by the built house here. I can't believe it. She's like uh, flashing the lights at me. But uh, no, um, no, no one does anymore. And, and for just the technology, you know, there's 
there's also another, and I won't get ahead of ourselves, but staying focused on this minute, uh, you have where he checks the reservations, those cards. They actually, a more common system back then, they used to call it a bucket. And the bucket was where all the reservations were kept. Uh, because, it, and the reason why they call that, because it, it resembled a very large bucket with these gigantic metal tabs. So you could, this is back in the days of manual systems. And it was designed so it could be used not only at the front desk, but by the, mo the second most important department after the front desk, accounting, to make sure you got billed correctly. And that's how they, uh, so it's funny when he shows that little box to the left uh, with the cards, technically, uh, uh, I think the only anomaly there is that because it's a major metropolitan hotel, um, it was probably a larger um, platform typically used than the one that he was using. But I'm sure uh, Alfred said it really wasn't necessary to be that you know accurate in the process. Uh, but uh, yeah, they, no one shares forwarding addresses. No, they do not, do not, and remotely share uh, room numbers or the travels of any guest uh, in this day and age. I'm, I'm, I was just wondering at the time, you know, people watching this movie, I would never go into the, uh, you know, figure a woman staying alone by herself. <laughs> <laughs> the people at the front desk are saying, oh, yeah, she's in room 463. Why don't you go up? You know, right. Wait a minute. Yeah. Here's a key. Why don't you go slap some sense into her? See? Yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, there's been three changes uh, when you come to how this all has worked in the last, gosh, how many years? Um, you know, the hotel industry right now is going through a change when it comes to these keys. Uh, that you are not given a key, you are given a, a card. Well, they call they used to be called, um, oh my gosh, Tesla cards. Not like the card, thank you, Jim. But there was a, it was called, um, <laughs> there was another name for it. And you put the card and you slide it in into the slot, the yes. unlocked doors. Uh, now they they're transitioning to radio frequency cards that you just put up against the uh, lock to open to get in. But the one the common thing you see is there's no room numbers on these cards. And the reason why yeah. is because from a security point of view, they, if you dr lose your uh, card, no one knows where to go, which room to go to. Uh, unlike, you know, back in the 60s and 70s or whatever, you would, if you lost the key, uh, with the key number there, that that would prove to be a problem uh, from a security point of view because someone goes, oh, look, room 108 in the Ambassador East. Let me go there and see if this works. Uh, so, you know, the, the, there has been an evolution in security and being top of the mind awareness, but especially in this day and age, uh, hotels will not ever share that kind of proprietary information for those reasons that you've already stated. Peter, about how, how long ago or how recently, uh, I, I, I mean, we all grew up with uh, the keys that had, you know, drop in any mailbox. Uh, when's the last time you worked at a place with a diamond, you know, the diamond-shaped uh, plastic fob? Oh, well, one of my uh, claim the fame of, uh, has been 
working for a number of resorts that are now all bankrupt. Uh, so, <laughs> and good job you did. Yeah. yeah, thank Close you. Close them down, yeah. Regan. They call them. Well, you know, if uh, I laugh and I, I was sharing with my wife one night, because you, you do realize, I go, uh, uh, the, my track record, and apparently, uh, I go. Luckily, I, my ego's <laughs> enough that I don't really hold myself accountable. So uh, I, I'm comfortable with that. But to answer your question, uh, which it was the uh, Defusky uh, Resort in Defusky Island. Ah. And I remember showing them, and they, they were these oversized keys. And I'm like going, wow. Um, they go, yeah, we're, we're transitioning. I go, great, good for you, because technically no one does it. No one, <laughs> no one uses these keys anymore. <laughs> so uh, it, it, it should have been. Uh, and Harrison, which was in Glen Cove, had the keys. So they were common up until, I'm going to make an educated guess here, of late 80s, early 90s, at which time they transitioned over to the, um, the, the cards that look, resemble credit card. That became much yeah. more common at that time. And of course, now we're starting to see more and more hotels using apps so you can install something on your phone and that's right. Even just use your phone to get in, which is that's correct. Which is just and crazy. It's just it goes back to the radio frequency component um, that now each of the locks are becoming smart locks, so that they're able to not only uh, use your phone but it, it tracks you when you go in and out, so they're able to see if the room is occupied or unoccupied. And that's very helpful for housekeeping to be able to, and also for energy management, um, which was, uh, uh, now we're really going off the reservation here. But what they did was essentially is the number one component is how do you go about uh, conserving energy? So by doing um, uh, the, the phone apps, you're able to then turn off lights or TVs, or oh, just sure. the uh, ah. climate. And this was actually pioneered in South America. Uh, I used to open hotels oh. in Peru and, oh, those places, Panama and whatnot. And they are, they, they have, they're the first to experiment with that technology because I think there was, at the time, concerns about privacy and whether or not somebody could hijack you know, the, your information to go into your room. But they've proven that they're, they've been able to um, troubleshoot that where you'll see in the near future, besides flying cars, uh, that the app will be able to be the interaction that people have uh, throughout their entire process at a hotel, restaurants, you name hmm. it. Interesting. Kind of like a remote control for the world. Right? Correct. And, you know, for hotels, it, uh, you know, no one does anything. You know, this is capitalism, after all. Uh, they want to promote that because that way they're able to manage um, the, uh, how, the cost to run a hotel. Yeah, you don't have to keep buying those little plastic cards that keep getting uh, forgotten about. Right, right. Because right. of everything. Yeah. And, and, but more importantly, how they, you know, how many times has someone checked out of a hotel and they don't know if they've, they've checked out early? So they work on the assumption that housekeeping, uh, you could be able to have housekeeping turn a room quicker knowing that someone has left, uh, has checked out of their hotel. Many people. Uh, yeah, if they're gone many, at 8 o'clock, just send the, yeah, you, right. can, you yeah. can deploy 
as, as early as you want. Yes. Correct. Or if, for instance, somebody checked out at 710 this morning. Right. Yes. As, uh, as <laughs> happened at this minute. Yeah, exactly. Hello. Well done. Yeah. So you bring it full circle. Nice. Uh, I like well, it. Uh, I tried my best. <laughs> well, you why, guys are why great. Why don't we pick this pick up this hotel conversation uh, tomorrow? Or uh, yeah, I think this tomorrow is fine. Uh, but uh, we can talk about it some more if you if people are listening and would like yeah. to talk about it. We're available on social media, of course, on Facebook at the Man on Washington's Nose, Twitter on uh, the Hitchcock Hitchcock Minute, and. Uh, if you have missed any of our previous 76 scintillating uh, minutes, you can find them on our main website, HitchcockMinute.com. Peter, where can people find out about uh, your current endeavors? Where You must be available online. We are indeed. Uh, we're, and it's a very long website address. So uh, the first person to – I'm just joking. Uh, it's called Deli- – <laughs> Deli- and we tried to make it longer. But we ran out of letters. Uh, it is uh, DelanagaHideawayHavens.com. And now you're wondering, Delanaga, that sounds familiar. Where is that? Well, Delanaga, Georgia is the site of the first gold rush in the United States in 1848. For those who weren't necessarily up on where gold rush takes place in the United States, Delanaga, Georgia no was the first. Yeah, yeah. With the phrase, there's gold in Nimdar Hills, uh, that phrase is being used to the hills of Dahlonega, Georgia. Wow. Well, and and we assume California or Alaska correct. for some reason. So. And what happened was, wow. to put that in context, because it has absolutely nothing to do with this minute, um, what was happening was the local mayor was trying to implore the local miners not to pack up and go to California. Because the the lot that the mindset at the time was, well maybe there's bet more gold out in California, and he goes, no no stop, there's gold in the Endar Hills. He was, he was referring yeah. to the hills in the background of no one listened to him, and they all moved to California. That's why we have a population of less than seven thousand. Wow, but there's still maybe gold out there, and people is that right? There are places where you can pan in yes, northern Georgia. There is. Uh, there are people who still pan for gold up here. In fact, um, one of my um, employees from a long time ago, uh, she found a nugget, and uh, it was wow. uh, oh yeah, yeah. They, they came out with the pan, and um, there, there we still have um, downtown. The square downtown was at one time. The mint. They used to mint. Huh. Co- used to mint coins here. Oh, no, no, wow. yeah, well, yeah. A fascinating place to go. So, uh, DelanagaHideawayHavens.com. Correct. And, and Delonica happy is, to show you around. And Delanaga is spelled for those who are taking notes. I hope you are. D A H L O N E G A. Or just Google it. Delanaga Hideaway Havens. <laughs> and uh, Peter, I, uh, um, you know, forgive the stocking, but I believe if I. Prowl around your website enough. I see a picture of you and your wife and your dog. Yes, my bride. Yes, uh, she's. A, and uh, in fact, the, the, the dogs are outside apparently keeping an eye on any uh, stray deer who might want to wander on our land here. But uh, gotcha. yes, it's a it's a great experience being here. Uh, technically, I'm supposed to be retired, but it certainly doesn't feel like that. Uh, no, no, he brought his work home with him, basically. <laughs> right, right, exactly. No front desk here, though. And no poodles, so I've got that going for me. So. <laughs> wow. Well, let, let, let's pick up this conversation tomorrow. Uh, join us here uh, next time on the Hitchcock Minute. Goodbye, Mr. Thornhill. 
wherever you are.